five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Hey guys, do you love watching your fantasy player score a running touchdown? Now imagine that you actually got to call that touchdown play. The fan-controlled football league is putting play calling in the hands of fans with real professional football players running the action. Visit fcfl.io to learn more, guys. This is a really cool, interesting, fun game that you can play. Check it out. Again, that's fcfl.io and learn more about it. It's a, it's a really fun, cool concept. This song goes out from the New York Jets. To our beloved Kirk Cousins. I will spend on you. I know they just can't pay for you. And you can say that we're bad, but we can speak with cash when you say that they're. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Everyone that you want And you're spending all your time Seeking good situation Cousins, it's time that you stop Cause I know we can pay you better Than they can And any guy like you Deserves a big old check So tell me why we wasting time Talking bronze cars and bikes When you can be getting paid instead I know I can pay you better than they can cut the team for you the second you choose New York too I just want to give you the money you're missing cousins just to have you around would be everything we need and the team would be so different tell us you'll come to our town cause I know we can pay you better than they can and any guy like you deserves a big old check. So tell me why we wasting time talking Browns, cars, and bikes when you can be getting paid instead. I know we can pay you better. Better than they can. Come to New York Jets. Get a big old check.
Good morning and what is up everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of Eat Sleep Fantasies, A Week in Review. I will be your host from the West Coast, Austin. That's right, they let me out from behind the glass. Heaven help us. Joining me today is one of the writers, as well as like my right-hand man when we're doing all the content and getting everything going for the pod for the boys. Steven, what's going on, Steven? What's going on, Austin? How are you, man? Hey, not too bad. It's a nice Sunday morning out here in the West Coast. Surprisingly, it's not raining. So what about yourself? Oh, good, man. Can't complain. Same thing over here in uh, good old Michigan. It's nice outside. About time. Yeah. Done dealing with snow. Ready for spring. Yep, the motherland. All right, Stephen, I want to do a quick shout out to Dale Christian Armando for allowing us this opportunity. Hey, you got to give it up for Dale. He is now one of the consensus rankers for Fantasy Pros. Uh, for me, that is a huge deal. If you don't know what Fantasy Pros is, it's basically another website with a whole bunch of information. Uh, they do. They have over 150, uh, I would guess you'd call them expert analysis when it comes to fantasy. But man, with fantasy, how, who can ever be an expert? What do you think? Uh, I, I think it's good. It's really big. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Christian is involved with that as well. Uh, and has been and I know that uh, just this past year I think they both ranked in the top 50 I think they were 25 and 35 does that sound right yeah I know Christian was top 25 and if, if you were to look at the expert experts around him it's truly amazing some of the big names that's uh that's around him as far as his ranking so and then, uh, you know, hey, Armando, he's no slouch, man. He does all the drafting and, and runs all the, I guess, all the tournaments and stuff like that for Eastleigh Fantasy. And everywhere I've seen him, he's always coming top three, man. So I just got to give a shout out. These guys are doing what they need to do to make sure we're all successful. Yeah, Armando's kind of like the the silent assassin there in the background because he has with, with the leagues and, you know, even just, you know, everybody talking amongst themselves. Uh he, he has hit on a lot of things, and he's done very well. So he's provided a lot of great insight on top of everything that everybody else provides. Hey, can you believe they let two boys from Michigan run their own pod? That is crazy. Hey, go blue today. We got, we're got we in the finals for the uh, Big Ten tournament, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing what they got during March Madness. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's going to be a good game. Uh, yesterday was a good game. Uh, it was a little dicey the other day, but... I honestly expected that against uh, their matchup against Iowa there. But, yeah, with the tournament around the corner, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. Yeah, th- I was happy to see that kid from Michigan State foul out there towards the end. So I, I, <laughs> I, I was so happy. So All right, right. Hey, so let's uh, let's really get into the week review. Hey, so the first, first pod that happened this week was the pitch for Shark Tank. Hey, did you have a favorite uh, pitch? Yeah, I, th- I thought the the bet coins was pretty cool. That was an interesting concept, but I would say the lead into that was even more funny because, you know, Brito was looking for 20% stakes instead of a 20% <laughs> stake. So. <laughs> Hi, Sharks. My name is Christian Brito. I'm from Homestead, Florida. And here I am seeking a $500,000 investment for a 20% stake in my company, Betcoins. Betcoins are a cryptocurrency just for gambling anonymously online on online casinos, right? So who's ready to take a bet on me? Oh, that was good. I like that. That was the best one. That was good. All right. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. I'm not even, I won't even do that one for you because that was good. Okay. That's going all the way. 
All right, and then hey, moving on into Bruno Mars episode. What what's your favorite Bruno Mars song? Yeah, you know Bruno has a lot of good uh, a lot of good songs out there. I kind of like to think of him as uh, you know modern Michael Jackson as far as pop music and all that stuff. Uh, but I, you know, I'd say the two that really stand out to me, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are very fond of, is 24 Karat Magic and then Uptown Funk. They're just good upbeat songs. You can pretty much get into them. How about yourself? So my two favorite is I Love Treasure. And then I I yeah, like it when song. Yeah, I liked it when he collaborated with uh BOB with nothing on nothing nothing on you. So those are my two. Hey, moving on into the next episode. All right, let's talk about these marks. Hey, cause th- this kind of I don't know, their seating was way off in my opinion. You can definitely tell they're 90s <laughs> babies. You know, that's that's what they grew up with. I, I think right. I think guys like Mariota and Ingram should have been higher seeds. So what's your thoughts? Well, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting to see, you know, Mariota in there. I mean, it, it's it's Mark Madness, right? And he's Marcus. So, you know, I guess that's closer than DeMarcus Cousins. I thought the seedings were a little off, but some of my favorite, I'd have to say my top two, uh, just because, I mean, Mark Wahlberg's been around for a long time and he's probably my favorite you know especially seeing him now in uh you know movies like transformers which was a cartoon that i loved and you know my kid getting into that and seeing mark Wahlberg a part of that it's kind of funny and then uh since demarcus cousins was put in there you know i've always been a big fan of boogie cousins you know i've followed him back to his days at kentucky yeah you know guys like zuckerberg mark cuban you know even mark paul gossler i I know Dale had touched on that one. I don't think Brito even knew who he was. But yeah, those are just guys that I had in the top of my line out there. Yeah, the uh, the Mark from Say by the Bell. That's that's my biggest issues with uh, the rankings. I think he's more of a three or four seed. So that's I keep giving Dale a hard time on that one. Uh, it's, the I, only reason why I even bring him in it is because he was at least man enough to admit that his Say by the Bell days were stupid, <laughs> and then. It was a show that was out actually for a couple of years. That was really good. That my wife and I watched a lot was uh, Franklin and Bash. That was a good show. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Mark Wahlberg myself. I you're you're hearing here. I think he's gonna win easily. Uh, you know, he's what the producer for Ballers, probably one of my favorite shows. You know, he was the producer for the uh, Entourage on HBO. So he's there. You know, he's really into all types of movies and stuff like that. I think my favorite movie. Oh, it was the ones with the cops. Oh, I'm trying to look it up right now. You know which movie I'm talking about? The, oh, The Departed. The, oh, The Departed's a very good movie. Yeah, so. That's a really, really good movie. So I think that is, uh, that is that's going to be the mark to, to watch as far as Mark Madness. I do think it's a good concept. I was laughing, so. Well, I mean, you know, if you even look at the other guys, what's, what's the other movie that he just, you know, the sequel just came out that he did with Will Ferrell. Um, Daddy's Home, is that what it oh, is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are kind of funny, too. <laughs> yeah, they're goofy. So. All right, let's... let's. Oh, I think we did it just like Dale and, and Christian and Armando. We went eight minutes without talking about football, so let's kind of move into some football. <laughs> so, Hey, so what are your thoughts on the pass interference changes? Uh, you know, I think it can be a good thing because uh, it is it is a big uh, it is a big thing 
as far as coaches can actually scheme to that. You know, if you're late in the game and you're looking to, and you're going on a late last minute drive there, uh, you're looking at second and long, third and long. You want to take a shot downfield. You know, you see one of your big name receivers that's looking at double coverage with that safety coming over the middle, throwing up and let him go up there and try and get it. You know, there, there's a good chance. And with how soft the calls are anymore, uh, you see them more and more often. So, you know, instead of spot of the foul going to a 15 yard penalty, that could change the way that offenses and even defenses scheme uh, for later on in the game. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, one of the biggest. I guess offensive concepts I think the Patriots use all the time, you know, myself being a Patriots fan. Are you a Lions fan? I mean, I watch them because I live here, but I mean, I I follow them very closely uh, just from, you know, sports talk radio and and read the papers and all that. So I'm very in tune with what's going on in Detroit. So what's your team? Because I don't think I ever knew I've ever heard this. Uh, I grew up actually all as a big 49ers fan. Um, I grew up in the era of Joe Montana and Steve Young and Jerry Rice, you know, Roger Craig, Ricky Waters, you know, T.O. in his young days there, Ronnie Lott on the defensive side of the ball. So I grew up in a good era of 49er football. I mean, we all did. I mean, you, you had to use them on Tecmo Bowl. You know, I mean, come on. Who, oh, Bo Jackson was my guy on Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> who, who can't be upset with the 49ers? I mean, Steve Young to Jerry Rice. That was, that was always money. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, going back to the Patriots, I, I really do think they a lot of their offensive scheming has to do with uh, pass interferences and stuff like that. So you're, you're absolutely right as far as they're going to have to make some major change. And I think quarterbacks are going to have to do a little more work in the two-minute drills. So we'll have to see. So. All right, moving right along. Hey, so we heard Jonathan Stewart just got released. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, Stewart's had a good run there in Carolina. I mean, he's been there since, you know, the D'Angelo Williams days. And, you know, he was hurt a lot as a young guy. And, and you know, being here in Detroit when he was coming out of Oregon, um, he was a guy that I was hoping the Lions were going to draft. And he's had a, you know, pretty successful year there. And, you know, then Carolina took uh, Christian McCaffrey last year, and, you know, they're probably going to add some more dynamic pieces around that offense because I think the goal is to, you know, really try and keep uh, Cam Newton upright. Now, as far as McCaffrey goes, they may pull somebody in, maybe like a LeGarrette Blount or somebody like that that can be that downhill goal line guy. And McCaffrey just, you know, between the 20s, be a little more involved with the offense. Um, so I think his his ceiling's gonna be higher. Um, I'm not gonna go moving him up rankings or anything like that, but I think McCaffrey's uh, ceiling's gonna be a little bit higher this year. But again, Jonathan Stewart's had a great career there, and I hope he continues on somewhere else. Yeah, maybe he, even get a championship. Yeah, he definitely helped me uh, a year or two back. Helped me win a, a fantasy season. So I'm very appreciative for for things that uh, Jonathan Stewart done. So Matt Forte is retiring this year. Yeah, that's 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 very sad. I love Matt Forte from from day one. I, there was a fantasy league; it was a keeper league that I jumped into uh, during his rookie year, and uh, I was actually able to take him and Adrian Peterson um, for my first two picks. Everybody laughed at me for that one. I just said, "Okay, well, I'm going to laugh to the bank. You're in and you're out with this one because we were allowed to keep two guys per season, and that was a no-brainer that I was going to keep both of those guys." So. You know, he's had a great career, 
had a hell of a run in Chicago, you know, and then and even in New York when he was able to stay on the field, he, he was still Matt Forte. So, yeah, huge shout-out to him. Hell of a career. Tough to see him go, but, you know, the one thing that always sticks out to me with him is that, you know, he was a very classy guy on and off the field and, uh, you know, always represented the league and himself very well. Now, you know, here's here's an interesting piece, uh, Austin, that, you know, I'm not sure if you've uh, come across is the whole issue with uh, Tyron Matthew and the fact that he could end up being a cap casualty in, in Arizona. I don't know if you've heard about that at all. No, I haven't heard anything about Tyron Matthew when you were the first one, so that's pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, it, it seems like that they could move on from him and – you know that's really interesting to see, but you know he's owed almost 19 million in guaranteed money. You know, two years ago he had that knee injury. He came back from, and you know he's he's still a solid player. He's he's still an All Pro. So if he ends up becoming a cap casualty over there, I, I know he's waiting on to to see what they're going to do. You know, but here's just a quote from uh, Jason Lockenfora is that based on everything I've heard this week at the Combine, would be very surprised if Tyron Matthew is back in Arizona next season. So, you know, and then prompting uh, Tyron Matthew to reply Friday night, quote, uh, is anybody going to tell me anything? So that kind of raises a big question mark there about his future. So it'll be really interesting to see. And it sounds like, you know, they're going to move on from him. And, man, somebody's going to pick up the hell of a safety to add to their roster. Yeah, he, he's an awesome player. Hey, are there any other players you kind of want to talk about? There's some news about Teddy Bridgewater, Landry, Deion Lewis. Uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, I think if the Vikings don't make a big splash for Kirk Cousins, Teddy Bridgewater could be somebody they might entertain bringing back. He's just he's a game manager. He was their guy that they drafted, you know, and if – he doesn't end up sticking with the Vikings. You know, their quarterback, their teams out there that need quarterbacks. And Teddy Bridgewater wasn't terrible. He was a game manager. He was careful with the ball. He just managed the offense. And Minnesota's offense did well with him. And, you know, when you have wide receivers such as uh, Stephon Diggs and now Adam Thielen being there, uh, with, you know, with Delvin Cook coming back, you know, a guy like him could fit pretty well there. If not, you know, I could see him doing well in an offense like Arizona's. You know, they have a run game. Uh, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald's there. Their receiving core is not as strong, obviously, as Minnesota's. But with David Johnson, if you have even a couple respectable wide receivers, I think Bridgewater could do well there. Now, as far as Jarvis Landry goes, I'm really curious to see what's going to develop there. Um, You know, they obviously franchise-tagged him. We had seen some rumors coming up yesterday, and it sounds like talks are still going on uh, about a trade that involves him and Jordan Howard, which really kind of confuses me in a way. For one, that almost tells me Miami's not convinced on Kenyon Drake, which is a guy for dynasty owners um, I was really kind of high on. Uh, JHI got traded to Philadelphia, but... If they're looking to trade Jarvis Landry for running back, that almost makes me wonder what they're going to do in the draft and in free agency as well. So I'm kind of standing pat on that for a minute because I I really do like Kenyon Drake. But I'm not really sure what Chicago is really going to gain out of that. Uh, Trading away Howard, 
you know, I, I know their head coach has come out and said he's not sure, well, along the lines, I'm not quoting him, but along the lines that, you know, he's not sure that Howard fits his offense at all. But if they're looking for a wide receiver with this draft class and who's available in free agency, you could find your wide receiver there. And Tariq Cohen is proven to be a good receiving back. And, you know, a lot of teams in the NFL have that dynamic one-two punch like that. And Cohen and Howard proved that they could work together last year. So, you know, why not seek your wide receiver elsewhere and keep that one-two punch in the backfield and keep uh, Trubisky alive? Yeah, that's a lot of good knowledge, man. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, let's let's go on to the combine, man. It's a good week for, for those fantasy maniacs like myself who haven't moved from the uh, recliner except for to come record this. But, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've sat there probably six hours a day watching all the players go across and do what they got to do. So what are your thoughts on any players from the combine? You know, one guy that I saw some, and it's kind of – Silly talk, in my opinion. One guy that I want to talk about is uh, Lamar Jackson. And he's, you know, they were talking about him going from quarterback to wide receiver. Same thing they were doing with uh, Deshaun Watson last year. And, you know, Jackson's even come out and said that he's had, he hasn't had any team, any teams that come over and say that, hey, you know, we want you to run some drills at wide receiver, so on and so forth. Because, I mean, Lamar Jackson, in a way, does kind of remind me of Watson. And I was pretty high on Watson last year. The reason being is because they they've played in tough conferences. They play in conferences that have pro style defenses. I mean, a lot of these players that come out come out of the ACC and SEC on the defensive side of the ball turn out to be Pro Bowlers and Hall of Famers in the NFL. So these guys are seeing real competition. You know, Jackson being in Louisville, whatever success that they've had has been on his shoulders. They really don't have a whole lot there and he's a yeah he's a dual threat quarterback but the one thing that I really like about him is that you know he plays the position first he gets back he sets in the pocket his head's always downfield even if he's scrambling whatever the case may be he's always progressing as he's going through and he has a good deep ball he has an accurate arm and I think he's a guy that's just undervalued and you know with the names like Rosen and Darnold those are the guys that are going to go in the first round. Um, I think somebody, some team, who's going to play it right that's looking for a quarterback for the future uh, is going to be looking at Lamar Jackson probably in the second round. And, uh, you know, one guy's even come out and said it who's, you know, been a quarterback coach for years on end, worked with a lot of good quarterbacks, and he just drafted one last year, and that's uh, Andy Reid. You know, that's... He, he said he himself he wouldn't be afraid of taking Lamar Jackson. So if he falls far enough to where Randy Reid knows he can get some good value, I wouldn't be surprised to see him pull a trigger on it and then turn it into a battle between him and Mahomes. That's crazy. Two rookie quarterbacks because, you know, Mahomes didn't really play too last season, so we don't have a clue what he looks like. But to have two rookies basically on the same same team at the same time, that will definitely be an interesting, uh, I wouldn't say concept, but an interesting look. No, I, I agree, and my guess is that he's just basically saying that, uh, you know, to his credibility with quarterbacks, you know, basically saying that, hey, any of you guys out there looking for a quarterback, you would be crazy to pass up on this guy. Because I think Mahomes is his guy. I don't think he's going to veer away from that. 
But again, he's just in Lamar Jackson, last couple of years in college, he's a guy that's always piqued my interest because to me, any dual threat quarterback like that, that is willing to play the position first, that's that's always a good sign of, of what you're looking at with a quarterback with that type of athletic capabilities. Who else you got at the Combine? Well, I'm sure, you know, the big buzz name that everybody's looking at is Saquon Barkley. I mean, there's no doubt that the guy proved uh, all year long that he's just an absolute animal on the field. He's strong. He's fast. He's a great receiver. He understands the game. Um, you know, he can hit, he can explode through a seam and get to the second level and take off. You know, probably this is the quickest I've ever seen anybody run on the field, probably since Reggie Bush. But, you know, he's a strong guy and he's a very good receiving back. And I would, if I were Cleveland, I would just take him at one and then. You know, you can, if you want your quarterback, you can take one at four, or you can trade back and stay in the first round and still get, you know, one of these other names that a lot of guys are looking at, a lot of teams are looking at. So a talent like Barkley is once in a while, right? So if somehow, some way Cleveland passes up on him, I would be absolutely shocked if the Giants don't take him. I mean, he's, to me, he's the unquestioned number one overall pick. And that's saying a lot because there's a lot of talent as far as running backs, quarterbacks, you know, wide receiver class isn't terrible, but offensive linemen, defensive linemen, there's a ton of talent in this draft. And I think Barkley has proven that he's probably the best one in this entire draft. Yeah, I tell you, as a Michigan fan, and I'm sure there's a many out there like myself, I'm glad to see him go. Yeah, for sure. There's no doubt about that, man. I mean, yeah, you know, as a Michigan as a Michigan fan myself, and then uh, you know, I have a lot of family and friends that uh, went to East Lansing, so you know, I'd always watch the Michigan State games. And man, he's just he's a freak. He's an absolute animal, a yeah. joy to watch. Yeah, he's gonna be. He, so talking about Barkley, um, remember last season. Dalvin Cook went pretty high in drafts. Is this somebody you're going to look at? Probably, what, one of your top 10 running backs this season or what? It's very possible. Saquon Barkley, he he has all the potential in the world that he could potentially be a top 10 running back. And that's saying a lot considering the teams that are there uh, that he could fall to. Um, I'm a little more hesitant on that statement if he goes to Cleveland. But, you know, if he were to go to uh, New York, uh, if he were to go to uh, Indianapolis, you know, for some crazy reason, if he fell to Denver, you know what I mean? Teams like that, I think without a doubt, he, he would be a top 10 guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Anyone else at the Combine that's uh, piquing your interest? Uh, yeah, a lot. Uh, you know, like Darius Geis. I like to call him Juice because I like the name better. Sounds a lot better than Geis, but, you know, strong. Strong running back, fast running back, uh, not afraid to run downhill, but he's elusive too. So, you know, I know a lot of people have said that, you know, he's better than uh, Leonard Fournette. The only way I could even see that is that he's stayed healthy as opposed to Leonard Fournette's injury issues. But uh, he's definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he goes somewhere in the top 10, top 12, you know, because there's some running back needy teams that are, in the top 15 so I kind of expect him to go there too but a running back that to me that's been really undervalued and 
he's a guy that I think dynasty owners uh, should pay attention to where he goes, especially if you want to add some depth to your team uh, a little bit later on in the draft is uh, Rashad Penny. He's another just fast, great receiving back. He put up some really good numbers in the combine. Uh, some of the numbers that he's put up has actually been compared to Ezekiel Elliott, and even his you know his size, his build, he's been compared to Zeke. Not saying that he's going to be Zeke, but that's been the consensus comparison uh, with Rashad Penny. So coming out of San Diego State, he's you know coming out of a smaller school and. You know, he's looking, he's even set himself at the combine. He's looking to follow the footsteps of Kareem Hunt. But, you know, this is a guy that could be a diamond in the rough that you know, I'm looking at, you know, as far as the NFL draft goes, uh, that he could go anywhere mid to late second round. Um, and he's a guy that you could potentially get in some of your later rounds and in, in dynasty drafts. So that's definitely somebody I would want to pay attention to you know, through the draft, uh, through the preseason and things of that sort and, you know, see where he lands and see how things develop on, you know, whichever team decides to draft him in a, in about a month here. So before we move on to some of your dynasty knowledge, is there anyone else at the combine you want to discuss? Uh, Christian Kirk. Uh, he's he's a wide receiver that, I mean, his, his name was out there. Uh, but I think after what he did at the Combine, I think you're going to hear a little bit more buzz about him. He was actually uh, compared a lot to Greg Jennings. And the things that stuck out to me at the Combine there is just his speed and all of his drills, you know, even his receiving drills there. I mean, it's just quick, you know, plucking the ball out of there, using his hands, not using his body at all. Uh, great route runner. He's a very good route runner, actually. I think he's had some issues, though, as far as uh, holding on to the football. Uh, I think his fumbles were a little bit higher. Uh, but he's also a guy that was a great kick returner, punt returner, so he could be a dual threat in that respect too. Very good in open space with the football, obviously with returning kicks and whatnot. But I think he's going to be the kind of guy that's going to be uh, the plug-and-play slot receiver that's going to have uh, a lot of PPR value, I think, as the years go on. Hard to say. Uh, coming into his rookie season but you know again depending on where a guy like his talent falls uh, he he could have a lot of PPR value and could be a very good slot receiver in the NFL man a lot of great knowledge anything else not right now I mean there's there's a lot of guys we could talk about no kidding there's (laughs) so many guys out there right now so yeah around the you know the ESF team you're known as our dynasty guru or one of our dynasty gurus and I want to definitely get your information out there because it's going to be you know we got the combine this week we got the draft coming back we, we definitely free agency we'll have a lot of knowledge on free agency but let's uh let's stick with dynasty man what you got for us and and for the listeners as far as dynasty knowledge drop it on us you know my my favorite guy uh since he got traded just after midseason there is Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I've been <laughs> – I'm sure you're a little uh, bummed out that I'm, he's now no longer in New England. <laughs> oh, man, I shake my head every time anyone talks about Garoppolo <laughs> because he is – what he went, what, 5-0 and or 4-0 and for the 49ers? 5-0. and Yeah, and 5-0. Had, had the most passes chucked or thrown, you know, for, for as a 49er and who knows how long, so – yeah, I just shake my head. You know, losing him and Brissett, I mean, it's just 
I'm honestly, if we're going back to Lamar Jackson, I'm kind of hoping that uh, the Patriots grab him up. So, yeah, uh, you know, I don't think that would be a terrible thing for New England. But no, Garoppolo, man, he, uh, I, I've been a fan of his even since New England drafted him. And, you know, each year that he sat behind Tom Brady and working with Belichick. And, you know, I know a lot of court, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there have been quarterbacks that have left New England got paid a lot to go be a starter elsewhere, and they have not succeeded. I don't see that with Jimmy Garoppolo. If you look at side-by-side comparisons with him and Tom Brady, uh, his his release is just as quick, if not quicker. Uh, he's very good at giving taking what the defense gives him. You know, he's quick through his progressions. He can uh, manipulate linebackers and safeties with his eyes. I mean, for a young guy the fact that he hasn't started a whole lot of games, every time he stepped on the field and started, he's done quite well. He has filled, I'm not sure what his overall record is uh, between New England and San Francisco, but I know that as a starter, he was 5-0 and in San Francisco. And, I mean, just looking right now, let's see, weeks 13 through 17, his lowest completion percentage was 60%. That was in two games. In the other three games, he was 70 and 72%, you know, th- averaging probably about, just off the top of my head, looking at these numbers, probably 275 a game. You know, his QBR has been anywhere from 82 to, you know, almost 107 in those five games that he started in one. So, and mind you, he's doing all this on an offense that doesn't really have a whole lot to show for. You know, that, yeah, Carlos Hyde is there. Now not the strongest offensive line, not the strongest receiving core. You saw guys like Marquise Goodwin, who's another one of my favorite uh, dynasty targets right now. But that was his go-to receiver, uh, you know, tight end. Like George Kittle, I believe is his name. You know, those were his two primary targets with Carlos Hyde in the backfield. And, you know, their defense wasn't that strong. So, I mean, he stepped into a situation where the team was looking at him and they were relying on him. And he got in there. You could tell he commanded the huddle. You could tell he had the team. So, and he did quite well. And, you know, he played against teams like Chicago, whose their defense was no slouch. They're not the greatest, but they're no slouch. You know, beat Jacksonville, beat the Rams, I think, in Week 17. You know, their defense isn't terrible. Uh, So, I mean, you know, he played against some respectable defenses, and that's why anybody, if he's available out there, when you're drafting this year or you even have the availability to pick up free agents in the offseason and things like that, he's a guy that you should definitely add. And even if you're not looking for a quarterback, add that piece because worst-case scenario – you know, the guy that you already have tabbed as your starter, he goes down. You have a guy like Garoppolo that's filling in for you. Or you have a team that is dying for a quarterback. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of trading quarterbacks for position players, but you can get a stud running back or a stud wide receiver, you know, or maybe one of those plus some draft picks or something like that. Put them on your team. Give yourself that opportunity. Give yourself that piece and see how it plays out. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't. I was going to ask you as a dynasty owner, how, what should I be giving up to try and grab this kid? But you answered it right there. So who's the next guy you got for uh, dynasty owners today? You know, another one of my favorite guys, and this is really hinging on 
free agency in the draft is Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack, in my opinion, uh, has what it takes to be a three-down back in the NFL. I know some of his biggest knocks that I've read about are his pass protection and that he's a little weak running between the tackles. The guy is a good receiving back. He has great breakaway speed. He can get to the outside. I mean, there's a game, and I even posted it on Twitter. Um, you guys can follow me there at SBAC21. Uh, it, was a game, it was against the Texans. You know, they were just running the sweep. Jadavian Clowney came free on the outside, and he just put a stiff arm right on him and drove him right to the ground. Got to the outside, got knocked out of bounds at like the two-yard line or something like that. And the very next play, he just ran into a pile and drove himself in the end zone. To me, those two plays right there tells me that he's tough. You know, if he needs to get the, you know, lower his shoulder and get the extra yards or do whatever he needs to do to get those extra yards, he can do that as well as get to the outside and make big plays. And, you know, like I said before, he's a good receiving back. And, you know, he didn't get a whole lot of opportunities this year to really display anything, uh, you know, playing behind Frank Gore. Uh, but the fact that Gore's on his way out and you're also going to be getting Andrew Luck back, hopefully. I shouldn't say that because we, we were all expecting him to come back at some point last year, and he never did. But you get Andrew Luck back, you know, teams aren't going to be able to stack the box, you know. We all have seen what Andrew Luck's capable so capable of. So, you know, if he can actually face an honest defense, you know, he he has the potential to put up a lot of big numbers and has the potential to be a top ten running back in fantasy football, especially in PPR. Yeah, it's crazy. Mac only has one game with over over fifty percent uh usage by Indianapolis. So if he was able to let's see, he attained 358 total yards for this season uh, 93 attempts with three touchdowns that's pretty good for someone who's averaging about 30 percent of the time on the field so I'm, I'm definitely he I was high on him as well last season I was hoping for a little bit more I really expected him to overtake Gore um, I was actually pretty shocked that he didn't get more time on the field uh, except for I think the only time he was for Cincinnati but it looks like he uh he had a pretty good game against your uh, your favorite San Francisco team there. Yeah, he did. You know, another thing too, you know, in limited action, you know, he he had 21 catches for 225 yards. You know, that's averaging over 10 yards of reception. You know, had a touchdown in there as well uh, on the receiving side of the ball. So uh, he has a lot of the potential, and I, I think one of the biggest reasons why he didn't overtake uh, Frank Gore. You know, you, they had to make that trade to get Jacoby Brissett in there. And I think they were just looking for as much leadership as possible uh, on the field, you know, because Brissett new to the system. And he, in my opinion, I think Brissett handled himself well. But that team didn't really have a whole lot of anything. And they needed as much experience and leadership on the field. And, and the fact that Gore could still produce at a reasonable level, in my opinion, I think that's why he you know, took more percentage of the snaps than Mac all year long. Yeah. Hey, so if you're a Gore owner right now, are you dumping him or are you just waiting to see if he goes somewhere else? I would probably dump him. It, it's hard to say where he's going to go, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere and be the ipso facto number one guy. 
I think he's going to be a change of pace guy. Uh, I think he he could end up being like you know D'Angelo Williams was potentially in Pittsburgh there in the last couple of years of his career. I would love to see Frank Gore uh, go to a team like New England, uh, go to a team like uh, you know maybe even Philadelphia or something like that. Go to a team that gives him a chance to possibly win a championship. That guy deserves a ring. He's definitely a Hall of Fame Hall of Fame candidate. Yeah, I was just sitting there looking at like guys like Blunt, who kind of has popped around different teams, one of the older running backs in the league. So he is a, I can see him on another team next season, and just like how Blunt kind of helped out Philly this season. So that's it, just my yeah, thoughts. That, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at too. That's that's why you know if you have him, you know he he's probably been a solid piece for some long-standing dynasty leagues. Uh, over the years, but I just don't see him being that guy anymore. So unless there's a lot of injuries to a backfield, then you're talking about a different story. But my expectations are very, very low on what he's going to produce in 2018. Anyone else as far as dynasty aspects you want to talk about? Yeah, Austin, one more guy that I had uh, that I wanted to just touch on quickly today was uh, Peyton Barber. Um, And a lot of that, again... Uh, it's going to hinge on what happens here in the offseason. But, uh, you know, being over there in Tampa Bay with Doug Martin on his way out, uh, guys like Rodgers, Charles Sims, you know, that they haven't really proved that they could be an every down back in the NFL. And in an offense that realistically has been built uh, for a passing game, uh, we saw some good flashes out of Peyton Barber last year. You know, the, the one thing that I like about him is, you know, he's – He's a, just a downhill runner, but he's elusive and he's a good receiving back. And he's a good pass protector, too. And I said it time and time again, you know, if you have a back that can run between the tackles, that can pass protect, that can receive, they're going to be on the field, you know, 80, 90 percent of the game. They're going to see a lot of a lot of time and they're going to see a lot of volume. And, you know, he took a different path Uh to the NFL. He went to a junior college before he ended up at Auburn. And one of the biggest things that I found interesting with him um, is that he actually, he actually had a learning disability. And one of the biggest things that coaches have praised him about is the fact that how quickly he picks up the game, he picks up coverages, uh, understands defenses. So there was a, there's a lot of positive uh, signs out of him and the way he played and what the coaching staff is saying about him. Now, you know, that's a, a lot of that, again, is, is going to depend on what they're going to do in free agency and what they're going to do at the draft. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, when I look, Tampa Bay has around like $70 million in cap space and they have eight picks this year and, you know, the, the free agent talent that's out there, I mean, they could pretty much do whatever they want. You know, and they need help on both sides of the ball. So it'll be really curious to see what they do there. But I think Peyton Barber could be a guy that, you know, they could look at as potentially their future back. You know, I'm guessing that they'll bring somebody in on a free agency and or the draft, uh, put that depth there, uh, put the competition there. But I won't be surprised if he's a guy that comes out on top. Yeah, it's funny you bring up Tampa Bay. 
So I don't know if you want to have like Michael Jackson's Remember the Time or or Share if I can turn <laughs> back time from 2017, but I will never, ever uh, be high in a team that has like on Hard Knocks or one of those like the Cowboys just got picked up for the Amazon show. Uh, they, they disappointed me so bad last season between Winston. I mean, I've used Evans for like the past three years to win fantasy leagues and, you know, I was really high on Evans and Winston. I really thought that combo, but with uh with Martin being gone and Chris Sims hitting free agency, do you see Chris Sims coming back or is this gonna all depend on on free agency and the draft? Uh, I think it's gonna depend on free agency and the draft. I think they're gonna kinda let that filter out as needed right now. You know, see what talent they can add. And then revisit that after the fact. Because, I mean, free agency, that's right around the corner. I mean, that's... Two weeks away. So That sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, it's two weeks away. So, you know, staying on Tampa Bay, what about Jaquiz Jaquiz Rogers as well as Peyton Barber? I mean, as a dynasty owner, are you stashing both of them? Or are you trying to bundle them? Or are you just trying to grab them? Or what's your thoughts? Honestly, the, the only guy that intrigues me right now is Peyton Barber. And I know Rodgers has had glimpses of good games um, in the absence of Doug Martin. Uh, you know, you, you can't you can't discredit him for that. But, you know, the, the, he's just been kind of like, he's been one of those guys that, you know, you're catching lightning in a bottle with him. You never know what you're going to get. So if I'm going to be stashing anybody, it's going to be Peyton Barber based on what I saw from him this year. Nice. So, I guess that wraps up. Hey, one thing we forgot to talk about. Hey, the intro. What do you think of uh, Christian's uh, future in the music business? <laughs> uh, it's interesting, needless to say. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much of a future he'll have, but... <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie. I was actually really impressed, and he, everyone's right. It is catchy. I... I had the I had all the words memorized for like the next seventy two hours, and it was like I couldn't get them out of my head. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, it, it was pretty good. It wasn't terrible, um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was pretty funny. All right, I think it's gonna wrap us up for a little bit. So, Stephen, where can we uh, find all your knowledge? You can find me again on Twitter uh, at spec twenty one. That's s S-P-A-C-2-1. You can follow me on Instagram, uh, you know, with my name. I'm not on there too much. Uh, Twitter's mainly where I'm at. But, you know, throughout the year here, over the next couple months, uh, I'm going to be releasing uh, a lot of articles on the dynasty aspect of Eat Sleep Fantasy. Do not forget to follow Eat Sleep Fantasy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Uh, You can find them uh, at Eat Sleep Fantasy or Eat Sleep FF, I think it's one of those two. Awesome, I don't remember exactly. But yeah, definitely follow them. You know, we have a lot of good things coming for you guys this year. You know, this is a this is a group that's working together to bring you basically the only content you guys are going to need for 2018 to succeed. So definitely look for everything on there. And again, once I start releasing articles. Uh, I'll be putting that out there on social media and you guys will find more. I'm going to have a lot of players for you to target and, you know, I'll touch on them uh, week in and week out as Austin and I do uh, this week in review episode. 
and you can find me at Austin37. Uh, that'll be a story for another time. But for Steven and myself, hey, I appreciate you listening to our initial pod as far as the Eat Sleep Fantasy A Week in Review. Hey, give us our give us your thoughts. Tell us what we need to add, what we need to take away. But uh, hey, we look forward to doing this every week, and we appreciate your time. So y'all be easy. Eat sleep fantasy, eat sleep fantasy. It's all the fantasy football action that you need. Bringing you the best players every week. Who you need to drop and who you need to keep. The latest and the greatest fantasy advice. It's a fantasy, fantasy football done right. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.